Hey, what's up, everybody? Pastor Armando here. Super excited to be here with you guys tonight. We're going to talk about uh, what it means to be chosen, what it means to have a calling. Uh, it's something that we all struggle with, isn't it? Uh, calling, being chosen by God. It's something that has confused the masses. It's terminology, right? It's part of our church culture. It's terms we've used. And man, trying to figure out or find your calling often feels like a lot of weight in our lives. So if you felt that weight of trying to discover your calling, let us know. So let's talk a little bit right now about what it means to be chosen. As Pastor Angel uh, decided that this was going to be what we talked about tonight. This is on his uh, content calendar. And uh, as I thought of the word chosen, I thought about calling. And for much of my life, uh, this idea of having a calling stressed me out. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I wasn't excited about it. I was a 15, 16 year old kid kind of in and out of church. And the pastor would look at me and say, you have a calling on your life. And I felt like, wow, at first I felt like, wow, God has a calling on my life. How cool is that? And then I felt like, oh man, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be able to do it. And then somebody spoke into my life and said, you're going to be called to be a pastor. And I thought, I can't do what that guy does. There's no way in the world that I'm able to do what they do. I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. I was terrified to speak publicly, absolutely terrified. Um, and I was being crushed by the weight of my calling. And then there was a season I went through shortly after that where I thought, well, maybe I'm not called to be a pastor. I thought for a moment, hey, maybe maybe I don't know what I'm meant to do. And, and I felt my time trying to discover or searching for my calling. And I wondered why during that season, God, why don't you ever tell me my calling. Maybe some of you have ever wondered that. If you guys have ever struggled in your calling and wondered why God doesn't just tell you, let me know that in the chat. I know Pastor Angel, Pastor Dave, Joe Marie, and some of our other leaders, I believe Esther's on, is going to be chatting with you guys about that. But if you've ever struggled with that, God, why don't you just show me? Let us know it in the chat. And I will tell you what, what I came to. I used to wonder that. And I said, God, why don't you show me? And I realized if he showed me, I would be crushed by it. I would be crushed by the weight of my calling. And this is why, because I did not have the character, the integrity or the spiritual growth to bear that. The Holy Spirit had not yet done in my life what he needed to do or what he promised to do in order to bring me into my calling. So in many ways, not knowing my calling at that time was a, was a gift to me. And, you know, I, but yet I still searched for it. And I want to get you off the hook right now. If you're sitting there and you're wondering what your calling is, stop trying to find it. Your calling never got lost. You need to understand that your calling is not lost. What you do is you discover your calling. And, and that's what I discovered in my walk. Because the one thing we are all called to is obedience. You want to write that word in the chat right now. You want to hold on to that. You are called to obedience and in Christ. And sometimes... You know, you look at the story of Abraham, you know, I mean, you, you look at his story, God said, go leave Ur, leave your people, leave your place, the place of your birth, the place you've always known. And I want you to walk in the direction I'm going to show you. You don't know where you're going to end up, but I want you to walk there. And what you have to realize is this, when you don't know the location, you always know the direction. Follow that. When you don't know the location, you always know the direction. And as long as you are walking in faith into the right direction, you will discover your calling. There's no doubt about it because you are in the purposes of God's will for your life. And if you're sitting here right now and you're doubting your calling, let me be clear. The Bible shows us, right, the story of Samuel, young Samuel, he was called or chosen by God. So we know God calls and chooses people. 
We then look at the new covenant, right? Ephesians uh, chapter two, verse uh, eight to 10, that you are called uh, in Christ Jesus to do good works created for you in advance. Uh, it's not by your ability so that no man will boast. What we have to understand is that every believer is called by God. Every believer is chosen by God. Sometimes, you know, and I've said this in ministry, there's been times in ministry where I'm like, man, ministry is getting really hard. God, I didn't sign up for that. You know what God's response is to you when you walk into your purpose and you're like, man, I didn't sign up for this. It's getting hard. His response is you never chose it. You never signed up for it. God chose you. So it's clear we have a we're chosen by God. It's clear that we all have a calling. But what you and I need to do is be obedient to God and walk in the right direction. So if you're a young person right now, I know my daughter's on, um, she's going to college. You know, she does have a destination in mind. She feels called to be a nurse. But I think about my other child who's about to embark in college and she doesn't know what she wants to do. She doesn't know what God is calling her to be. And my simple feedback to her was, that's okay. I didn't know my calling until I was already uh, on my way into obedience. And I told her, you just need to walk the right path. You need to walk the right direction. And in that, you will discover God's purpose for your life. So if you're struggling in your marriage, right, and you're like, man, I'm not sure if I want to stay in my marriage or get out of my marriage, what I'm going to tell you is stop trying to figure out the destination and walk in obedience, right? Like, what is the path the Bible speaks that I should walk? Look, it... it we can't follow our heart, folks. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about that this Sunday. Our hearts lead us astray. The, the Bible doesn't say what we want it to say. We can't compromise the word of God to suit our needs or comforts. We have to understand God is God and I am not. Let God do his job and I just need to be obedient. And if God's word says this, I need to be obedient to, to that. Why? Because God is God. He knows more than I do. He knows more than you do. So when you, when you think about your calling, when you think about the fact that you're chosen, look, it's a gift. It's an honor to be called according to God's purpose. God will equip you to do what you're meant to do in the season you're in. So you may have a calling that's way down the road. Maybe you're chosen to fulfill something. For me, it was a pas being a pastor. But, but I got to tell you, I didn't become a pastor overnight. I had to grow in obedience. I had to grow in character and integrity. I had to go through seasons of deep pain to give me the skills and the muscle memory of obedience to bear the weight that I bear today. Man, in ministry, I didn't start as a lead pastor. I started helping children. I started in kids ministry. I started in young adults ministry, student ministry. I started in small groups. I was leading small groups. I was painting walls at the church. Man, and I can go on and on. I literally have done everything in the church, and I'm sure every church leader has too, because you got to grow. And as you grow, God gives you more. What does scripture tell us? Do you guys remember? Well done, faithful and good servant, right? When we hear that, when we have been trustworthy with what God has given us. And when we've been trustworthy, the Bible promises us that God will give us more. He will give us more abundantly because we've been trusted with the little. So let me free you. Stop thinking about and stop stressing yourself out about what you're called to do in five years from now. Listen, let God worry about that. That's God's responsibility. Your responsibility today is to say yes to Jesus, to what he has for you today. Yes, I'm going to go to church every week. Yes, I'm going to read my Bible. Yes, I'm going to do devotions. Yes, I'm going to listen to Christian music. Yes, I'm going to worship your name. Yes, I'm going to find myself in community with believers, and I'm not going to forsake the community of believers. Yes, I'm going to operate in truth. You know, a lot of us are in prison today. We're in prison because we have secrets. 
you know, what does scriptures tell us? Scripture tells us that we are set free or we receive mercy when what we harbor, what we protect, our secrets, um, when they get out, when we choose to let them out. Some of us imprison ourselves because we're not living in obedience to God. And many of us have to understand that your prisons are indicative of your secrets, that the size of your secret influences and impacts the size of your prison. Uh, And that's just speaking about our interior life, right? So when we think about our interior life, God requires obedience. I have to live in truth. I have to live in honesty. I have to live in character and integrity. And and you know what? Have an accountability partner in your life. When you walk in the right direction, you always end up in the right destination. When you walk in the right direction today, not knowing your calling, you will discover it. You don't have to find your calling. It's not lost. Sometimes you're just not grown or I'm not grown or I'm not mature enough to bear the weight of that truth yet. So God holds it back and thank God he does. Cause I gotta be honest with you. If I knew where I would be today, 20 years ago, I would have ran. I would have ran in fear. I would have ran feeling inadequate all because the growth that needed to happen in me had not been at that season in my life. It took many uh, moments in life for me to grow into what God has for me. So, so let me encourage you today. Um, be excited about what God's calling you to be excited that you're chosen. But don't stress yourself out about what the future holds, because Scripture tells us it's God who holds the future, not you and I. That's actually way above our pay grade, okay? But what we are called to do is obedience. Uh, I can't say it enough. Walk the right path, and you'll end up in the right uh, destination. If you're ever in doubt about what you should do in your marriage, with your children, in your finances, I mean, we're in tax season right now, paying my taxes, like, all of that stuff. If you're ever in doubt, look at what the Bible tells you and live it. And when we live it, we're set free. We grow in character and integrity and we walk according to the ways that God has laid out for you and I in scripture. And the outcome of that is blessing. The outcome of that is discovering your purpose, God's passion for your life, and you will fulfill it. But understand if we run from God, if we run from obedience, we will never ever walk into God's purpose for our lives. We will live in a prison of our own bitterness. We will live in a prison uh, of our own creation uh, simply because we didn't walk the path of obedience. So if I can encourage you about anything today, it's really, it's about being obedient. It's about walking the path that's hard and following Jesus. Pastor Angel, I know you're on. You ministered to my heart this Sunday when you really talked about the cost, count the cost of following Jesus. Guys, there is a cost to it. But you know what? God is never going to ask you to give something up without putting something greater in your hands. Some of us won't give up sin. Why? Because we enjoy it or it's a coping mechanism. Some of us won't give up relationships or things that we know are hindering our walk with God. And God is calling you to give it up because it's part of the gospel message, a gospel of repentance and salvation through Jesus Christ. God always responds to repentance. It's your first act of obedience. And to walk in the light, we have to walk in truth. And what is truth? Truth is holiness and righteousness, which is given to you and I through Jesus. So if you're in doubt about your future, that's okay. Walk the walk of obedience. Walk in the right direction, and it will always bring you to the right location. Would you guys pray with me right now as we jump into prayer? Super excited to pray with you guys tonight. Um, We have a a great prayer agenda that we're going to work through. um, And I know that God is going to meet with you and I uh, this evening. So if you have prayers, uh, obviously I'm uh, rolling solo tonight live, but the other pastors and other church leaders are in the chat. So they're going to be 
chatting and praying with you guys uh, because it's kind of hard for me to uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. So to read all of your awesome comments um, and to talk is just a little difficult. So uh, guys, minister to each other in the chat. I am not doing this alone. You guys are doing this with me and I'm doing this with you. So let's open in prayer. Father God, we thank you, God, for you are good. You are gracious, God. Lord God, I am humbled. We are humbled, God, to be called according to your purposes. Lord God, so many of us have bore the weight of a calling. Some of us actually run from our callings, Lord God, because we're scared, because we feel inadequate. Lord God, that, that's way beyond our pay grade, right? So we leave that with you, Jesus. And I just pray today that we would be a people, Lord God, that each of us on this prayer meeting right now, Lord God, would be willing to just say yes, Jesus, to where we're at in the season of life we're in. That we would not say no for anything, Lord God, but we would say yes to you to for everything. And that we would walk in obedience, Lord God, trusting that whatever the future holds, Lord God, it's actually in your hands, God. We don't have to worry about it. So, Lord God, give us the strength to walk in obedience today. In your name, Jesus. Amen. If you need strength walking uh, the hard path, right, um, there's a cost uh, to following Jesus often. If that's hard for you, uh, I invite you right now, ask for prayer. Uh, choose somebody in this prayer meeting to be your accountability partner. Send them a private message. Connect with them. Don't, don't leave something unspoken in your life because God wants to do something in you and through you and to you, but that requires an invite on our behalf. And the way we do that is through obedience. Uh, some of us today are struggling, right? Um, you know, struggling with anxiety and depression, some of which is an outcome of our lack of obedience to God. And I'm going to tell you this. There is there is a um, a challenge, a struggle, a a pain in being somebody who knows the truth of God but not walking it. Right. The, the the most sick person emotionally is a lukewarm believer. It's somebody who knows God, who has heard the truth of God, who has bought in and who has turned their back. It's actually better, Scripture says, to not have known God at all than to know him, to taste the fruit of his love, his grace, his mercy, his truth, and then to turn your back on it. But many of us as believers uh, can live lukewarm because we're struggling with things or we don't walk in repentance and hope. And the outcome of um, our spiritual issues are very emotional issues. We become depressed. We become anxious. We're struggling. I want to pray a prayer right now with you. And I pray and I believe by faith that Jesus can set you free. I believe that. And I know you believe that too. And if you need to be set free today, I, I want you to write in the chat if you're bold enough, Jesus set me free. Uh, if, you, if you're struggling with that being public, that statement, I am somebody. Instant message them. Let them know. Grab your accountability partner. Jesus set me free. But I'm going to say it boldly right now. Jesus set me free from the things that bind me. Guys, I struggle with anxiety. And I believe Jesus can set me free right now. And I believe he can do that for you. Would you pray with me? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we stand together, united, God, a church united, uh, praying a big prayer to a God who is bigger than our needs, bigger than our giants. Lord God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would set us free from depression, from anxiety, from spiritual affliction. Lord God, I pray that anyone feeling like a captive today would be set free because your word promises us that, that you came to set the captives free and by your stripes, Lord God, we're healed, we're made well. Jesus, we claim the name of Jesus over sickness. We claim the name of Jesus Lord God, over depression, over anxiety, over spiritual leprosy. Lord God, may the dry bones breathe again. Lord God, wake up dry bones, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, bring life where there's death. Lord God, bring, bring someone energy who's been in spiritual slumber. Wake them up right now, Lord, I pray, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Bring a miracle, Lord God, to that person 
who desperately needs it, Lord God. Uh, Lord God, we need a breakthrough. Lord God, Deborah writes right now that we that her sister needs a breakthrough. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, bring that breakthrough to her sister, to her friend, Lord God, to anyone struggling with sickness and cancer right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we trust you, God, for you are a good God, and healing is your desire for our lives. And we can bank on that because your word shows us that, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, I want to pray right now uh, for something going on in our society, the George Floyd case. Uh, we know that the officer uh, was found guilty on all, all charges. And, and I just want to take a moment and remind you that Jesus cares very deeply about what's going on in our society. Jesus cares very deeply about how this has impacted you, how this has impacted George Floyd's family and his friends and those uh, directly impacted by his life, and also the officer's family is directly impacted by this case and by what has happened. And, and, and many people lost a friend and a family member to death, right, George Floyd, and others today are now losing a family member and a friend uh, due to prison. Uh, so Jesus cares deeply about both of them. Jesus cares very deeply about you and the division within our uh, context, right, within our, within our world. Some people right now are celebrating the outcome of this case. Other people are confused by it. You know who's not confused? Jesus. Jesus is not confused. And he's not confused about what you need uh, and about his will. And right now, all as I can do as a pastor is trust that God is good, uh, even when life is confusing, even when life doesn't make sense. And I and I put trust in God's will and in our legal system. Uh, and I want to invite you right now, church, this is a time to pray. Some people, uh, if the outcome would have went the other way, some people would have been very angry. The outcome has gone this way. And there's still people that are angry. Um, people are going to be angry either way. But we're not talking about people right now. We're talking about Jesus's church, Jesus's family. What does the church do when they're hurting? They pray. What does the church do when someone else is hurting? We pray. Uh, what does the church do when we're angry and we're angry at social injustice? We pray. Uh, guys, right now, to be a mature church is to be a praying church. It's to be a church that bears the wounds and the pains of those in our society. It's to be a church that loves through all seasons. So no matter what side of the aisle you fall on, know that Jesus cares about you, he loves you, and he's intimately concerned about your heart in this. So I want you and I to join together right now in unity on the thing we are united on. It's that God is good and that we trust his will and that he can mend the wounds of a very broken society, but it's gonna take his church to stand up and share that truth. Hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church, so please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.